0: Welcome to the L podcast. I'm your host, Liz Kopko. This podcast is about L's letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are and what we want out of life, leveling up to live it to the fullest, and most importantly, loving ourselves in the process. So let's figure out this thing called life together. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Happy Thursday. So, As I've kind of talked about in previous episodes, November is National Diabetes Awareness Month and I live with type 2, but I also have a lot of friends that live with type 1 diabetes and one of those is Julia who's joining us. She was on the podcast last year and so I'm excited to have her on again. And today we're doing a little bit of diabetes trivia. So Julia, are you ready?
1: I hope so. Thanks for having me, Liz.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's These are kind of questions that I think a lot of people have about diabetes. So that's why I want to make sure that we take this opportunity to answer them. So we'll go ahead and just dive right in. So the first question, yes. What is diabetes? Is it A, something you get from eating too much sugar? B, something your neighbor's grandma has or her cat, probably. (laughs) Uh, C, curable with cinnamon. Or D, none of the above. Julia, what do you think?
1: Hmm.
0: I know it's hard. I'll
1: let the audience think about it. And then I'll <laughs> say D, none of the above. <laughs> yes, D, none of the above. So I've
0: talked about type two before and type two diabetes is a disease where your body doesn't make enough insulin or the insulin that it does make doesn't work properly. And type 1 is different than that. Julia, do you want to share a little bit about what type 1 diabetes is?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, I hope I don't mess it up. I'm not a medical professional, but I've been living with type 1 diabetes for almost 20 years myself. And my understanding of it has always been that um you know your pancreas doesn't produce enough insulin to function properly so you essentially have to function as your own organ and administer insulin on a daily basis to stay alive and we know that di- all types of diabetes are incredibly complex and there's so much to it but i think that's the best way to kind of condense it down as to what it is
0: yeah and type i guess one of the like main differences is that type one is an autoimmune disease. So yes. your immune system kind of attacks your pancreas and that's why it doesn't make insulin. Whereas type two, our pancreas still kind of works, but just not well enough. Uh, but some of these other options, like the reason these are even up here is because this is what a lot of people think diabetes is. Yeah. So diabetes isn't something you get from eating too much sugar. Like I always, growing up, I always heard of like Especially around the holidays right now, like, oh, I can't eat that. That's gonna give me diabetes. Like, no,
1: right.
0: give you diabetes. Did you hear that? Growing up too.
1: I I don't remember that so much. I just remember like, unfortunately, my mom getting a lot of questions. I think it's always blamed on the mom for some reason. Like, oh, did she eat too much sugar? Is that why she has diabetes? And that just. Yeah sucks. Cause there's no hard and fast. There was no hard and fast answer at that time, but I'm glad that like, we were able to address it now and talk about it more openly.
0: Yeah. And something your neighbor's grandma has like, anytime <laughs> I told someone that like, for the first time that, yeah, I have diabetes. They're like, Oh, my grandma has that. Or my friend's cat has that.
1: I know. Like,
0: cool story. Like that. What am I supposed to do with that? Right.
1: It's hard because they mean so well, like they're trying yeah. to like relate to you and like to show you they understand, but it actually just comes across the opposite. And yes. <laughs> it's, it's always interesting to navigate those conversations, but hopefully it just means they're open to learning yeah. more about it.
0: I think usually that's the case, thankfully. yeah. Yes. And then C, curable with cinnamon. This is like, <laughs> there's so many like home remedies that people think because it happened for one person that it worked, that like, that's the cure for everybody. And like, one other thing we should probably mention is that there is no cure for diabetes, whether it's type one or type two. For type two, it can go into remission, kind of like people hear their cancer's in remission. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that the cancer won't come back, but it means that they're able to get, you know, their body to function as close to normal as possible. But Yeah. There's no cure, which kind of sucks.
1: It does really suck. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all wish there were cures for all types of diabetes.
0: Ooh, I hope so. All right. Can you live a normal life with diabetes? This is, I think a really popular question. So our options are A, yes, but it takes work. B, what is normal? C, no, your life is over. Or D, wait, you have a life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my pick is d <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah sometimes i feel that that way too but i really like b what's normal
0: what's normal what is,
1: what is normal <laughs>
0: well we're both wrong because the answer is a yes but it takes work yes <laughs> and i think like i guess this kind of maybe a trick question because yeah b what is normal like Mm -hmm. normal for you is not normal for me, right? Like everyone is so different, Exactly. yes, it takes work. Like I would say I live a pretty, you know, quote unquote, normal life as a person with diabetes, but yeah, it just takes work. Cause like you said, we have to work pretty much as our own organ. Like we have to either give ourselves medications or babysit our Tamagotchis, our CGMs and right make sure that we're
1: we're helping our bodies
0: as much as we can
1: yeah I think what looks normal for us is just a huge additional workload on our shoulders that we never get a break from it's an additional full-time job that we've never asked for it's a child that's aged 18 but won't move out that you have to keep taking (laughs) care of it's like all of these analogies that you don't want to deal with but you have to figure out a way to deal with it you have to figure out a way to make it feel normal and manageable for yourself. Because if you don't, the alternative is like so much worse. I mean, for me, if I didn't find a way to create my own sense of normalcy and find my own way to manage it, I think I just walk around so miserable. So what looks normal for us just takes a lot more work probably than someone who isn't living with a chronic illness. Yeah. And,
0: and that's something that's really frustrating sometimes. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm my normal right now, but like normal is still Mm -hmm. living with a chronic illness. Right. And like, see, no, your life is over. Like that definitely is what it felt like when I got my diagnosis. Yeah. Like, Oh, am I going to have to, you know, take insulin for the rest of my life or, you know, give myself medications. I can never eat whatever I wanted, but like, that's not true. And so like, I definitely felt like my life was over when I was diagnosed.
1: Right. Especially if you believe the stigmas yourself too. And everything yeah. you've heard about diabetes up to that point is the underlying message is Well, your life will be over. It'll be a bad life if you live yeah. with diabetes. And that's really hard to get over and truly understand that you can live a good life. You just, again, have to find out your own way to make it good.
0: Yeah. And what was your diagnosis like?
1: Oh my goodness. It was... So jarring. I mean, I was so young. I was just 10 years old. I had recently celebrated my 10th birthday, and I should have been thrilled about that. But I wasn't acting quite like myself. You know, I had lost a lot of weight. I was easily irritable. I just wasn't like my normal happy self. Like, you know, like most kids, I was pretty happy and energetic and wanted to spend a lot of time with my friends, but I, my energy was so down and my parents thought it was the flu. I think they thought Mm. I just had something going on and they decided to take me to the doctor where they determined that I should get a blood sugar check. And I, it was over 500 and I ended up in the hospital for a week and got a crash course in type one diabetes management. And I remember my main question and concern at 10 was, will I be able to eat ice cream after this? And yeah. they all they all told me, yeah, priorities, priorities. <laughs> um, but they all told me, I don't know. And it depends. And that was really scary to hear. I took that very seriously at 10 yeah. years old. I was very much a rule follower. I still am in some ways, but- <laughs> I was only eating apples as dessert for like the first several years of living with type one diabetes. Cause I was terrified about like, what would the sugar do to me if I didn't need it to treat a low and yeah. oh my gosh, there's just living with diabetes is a wild
0: ride. It is. And for reference, for anyone who doesn't live with diabetes or, you know, doesn't know a lot about it the average like blood sugar levels for someone without diabetes goes from like 80 to like maybe 160,
1: 150. So yeah, I think that's pretty be, fair. Be,
0: yeah. To be at 500 is like, yeah, you need to go to the emergency. Real bad. Yeah. So <laughs> it doesn't yeah. doesn't feel I'm, good. <laughs> well, I'm glad that your parents took you to the doctor, but like. Me too. A, for 10 year old, that's scary. Like I was diagnosed at 23 and That was still scary. So there's no age where it's not scary, I think.
1: I totally agree. I've had conversations with people. Oh, do you wish you would have gotten it at a different point in your life? Well, no, I don't wish I would have gotten it at a different point or at all. I think you're going to handle it differently at certain ages, but it doesn't mean your experience is going to be better or worse necessarily. There's definitely no good
0: age to get it.
1: Right. All right. Next question.
0: Can you stay healthy with diabetes? Our options are A, yes, if you never eat carbs again. B, yes, if you only do keto. C, no, healthy people don't get diabetes. Or D, yes, but it's different for everyone. I think if you would have asked me this 23 years ago, or not 23 years ago, when I was 23, (laughs) I would have...
1: (laughs) There's a difference. There's...
0: <laughs> when I was 23, I would have said C. No, healthy people don't get diabetes. Like, that's truly what I believed before I was diagnosed. What do you
1: think? What's yeah, your I think if you would have asked me when I was 10, I probably would have said A, actually. But current well, yeah. Julia knows it's D.
0: <laughs> yes, it is D. It is different for everyone. So, Julia, how do you stay healthy with diabetes?
1: It's been different during different chapters of my life. When I think about health, what that means to me is holistic health. So figuring out ways to balance my mental and physical health in relationship to my diabetes Management, it's always been pretty complex for me. I've always been a deep thinker and an overthinker. So, yes. living with diabetes has caused a lot of like just emotional ups and downs for me in my life. And I went through a really rough time as a period. As a period, I went through a really rough period <laughs> as yeah. a teenager. I-, I think I was going through like denial or resentment of living with diabetes, which sounds silly because at that point I had had it several years, but I was going through diabetes burnout for the first time and I didn't even realize it. And I just remember like not having the tools and resources I needed to manage my holistic health well. And then later in my early twenties, seeking out those management resources and tools to enable me to have a healthier mindset in life with diabetes. So that all said, it's definitely been a journey for me. And I think for me, I always am checking in with myself about what I need during different chapters of my life. And I feel very intuitive to those needs more than I ever have before. And I'm just really focused on feeling content most of my days across all aspects. And that gives me a lot of peace in diabetes management.
0: That's awesome. I would, I would probably say, again, if you would have asked me a couple years ago, I would have said healthy is being sixty, losing sixty pounds. Like mm. losing weight is the only okay. thing that means healthy. Like only thin people are healthy. Yeah, and, and that's not true. Like there's right. people that are in larger bodies that if you looked at their lab works side by side, like you would never tell the difference, and that's because I know healthy isn't a certain size. It's, you know, like you said, it's holistic, it's mental and physical. Um, and so for me, I would say healthy is having that good balance of like understanding that I, I'm not always going to have like really good mental health and really good physical health. Like if I do, Mm -hmm. that's awesome, but that's always how it goes. And so if I'm having, you know, a, a mental health crisis, but I'm physically feeling okay, like, where can I find that middle ground and whenever I do yeah. find that middle ground like that's when I say like I'm healthy um because I it's you. it's hard I think like before my diagnosis it was always everything had to be perfect in order for me to you know be healthy mm-hmm. my nutrition had to be on point I had to work out every day my water had to be great my sleep had to be great and that's a, like a really unattainable goal to like have everything oh, for sure. Out. And I don't even know how like moms do it because it's one more thing that you have to take care of. So like it just the definition of healthy I think for a lot of people needs to be reevaluated and really think about what healthy means to you versus like what healthy means to society or to your mother-in-law or to your neighbor, right? Like mm-hmm. don't compare your physical and mental wellness to someone else's cuz then you're making your definition based on someone else's, you know, image.
1: Absolutely. That is so well said. I I have gone through periods like that too. I, I don't know if that's a generational thing for us. I see it all the time. Okay. How on yeah. social, I mean, it's being a woman, yeah. <laughs> first of <Yeah>. all. <laughs> and then also a generational thing. I just remember like seeing covers on 2000s era magazines like oh if if like it was all very thin it is women I mean and that was it. a coveted thing well yeah it, it is still thin women a different kind of thin woman I think but still very thin and yeah. there's so many layers to that but you can't help but think about that in relationship to your diabetes and then your relationship to food is impacted and that can oh it's just oh That's a whole it's so much yeah. <laughs> That's a whole yeah. other
0: episode. Um, okay,
1: so you'll have to have me back now. <laughs> My <yeah. laughs> overthinking won me another spot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think for, especially with diabetes, like I think when people are initially diagnosed, the only advice they're given is like, well, just lose weight and it'll get better. Mm. But like losing weight doesn't always fix things because weight isn't always the cause of the problem. Um, right, so right. to kind of sum that up, Yes, you can stay healthy with diabetes. It just looks different for everyone. Next question. What makes a diabetic feel better?
1: Winning the lottery. (laughs) My first thought was coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That's close. Makes this diabetic feel better.
0: (laughs) So our options are A, nothing. B, insulin. C, cake. Or D, all of the above. Julia, what's your answer? Coffee is not an option, sorry. All
1: of the above.
0: (laughs) All of the above. That is correct. And I think like you were kind of saying, like at different stages and even within like a given day, like all of these things can sometimes help. So like there's going to be times where nothing makes me feel better, especially if like I'm on my period, my hormones make my sugar levels go up and no matter what, they won't come back down. So like, yeah, nothing makes me feel better except maybe just being on the couch and crying. Insulin can help us feel better if we're, if our blood sugar levels are too high and we take insulin, like that can help bring it down. So it can help us feel a little bit better in that sense. Um, but if you take too much insulin, it could make us feel worse because then we, our blood sugar levels go low, right? Right. See cake I mean cake when don't you feel better with cake I mean that was my personal option (laughs) but yeah it depends I usually feel
1: better with cake
0: (laughs) Uh, that reminds me of like this quote like no one ever feels sad in a Mexican restaurant and it's like yeah that's true too
1: I mean
0: (laughs) (laughs) so Julia what are there other options that we didn't list that make you feel better
1: I think these are really good options to start a conversation and bring awareness to what people with diabetes go through on a given basis. I love that A is nothing. I think that just reflects like no matter how hard you work at your diabetes management, sometimes your body is just doing different things. And that is so frustrating. And all you can do is sit on your couch and cry, like you said, and just feel through that there's no, you can't intellectualize how you're feeling about your disease. Sometimes you just need to go, go for a run to get out your emotions. I don't know what you people like to do, but take a (laughs) nap, uh, eat cake. It's sometimes there, there is no one answer. Like, like we were just talking about how managing health is different for everyone with Diabetes. I think this is just another one of those things. Like, what makes you feel better? Well,
0: all of it. Yeah. And this is also like making the assumption that you have like access to things to make you feel better. So, like, that if-
1: too, that too.
0: Not everyone has access to insulin or to the medications because they're yeah, so expensive yeah. or you don't have insurance. So, in that case, like, Drinking water and getting enough sleep is all you can do, and that's maybe going to help you make you feel feel better. But it doesn't always work. Yeah, that's
1: and important yeah. to think about too.
0: I've definitely found myself like crying in the fetal position because I I feel like such a failure that like my num my blood sugar levels won't come down, and I've tried everything, and I just feel like what am I doing wrong? But it's it's like not anything that's in my control, like. I can't change my hormone levels, like, unless I take estrogen or testosterone or something, right? Like, I'm not going to do that either. But it's frustrating. And on top of all of this, like, if we don't feel good, we're still expected to take care of our pets, to take care of kids. If you have kids, to, you know, be present in our jobs. Like, we still have to do everything people without diabetes do, on top of like, we just do it when we don't feel good too.
1: Absolutely. And trying not to, disassociate when you're focusing on all of these things at once. It's such a complicated mess. Like, God, we should all be so proud we deal with so much on a given day and don't complain. I mean, we all need to vent here and there, but the more people I meet with diabetes, I'm more inspired and empowered by them than I ever hear someone just go off and say what a miserable life they have or something like there's just this shared sense of trying to find the good and the ugly in life with diabetes within the community that I've really seen and I'm grateful for conversations like this where we can like address the reality and laugh at it and keep moving forward together like this is part of the health and the healing for me this is the part that I love about being in the diabetes space. I'm just really grateful to talk to you about it today.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think that's very true. Like within the community, I mean, it's great to have someone that like knows it, right? Like I love being able to talk to you about like, oh, fuck, Mm -hmm. my sugars are up and I don't know what's going on. Is it this or this? Like, you know, which one Mm -hmm. is it going to be today? But I think the community has always, like you said, tried to find like something good to take out of this. Like if we only yeah. focus on the negative, like I would definitely be crying more. <laughs> and so right. having, you know, you'll hear the term like diabuddy, diabesti, mm-hmm. like, yeah, having that friend that also has diabetes that just gets it, that can, you know, share memes, that can tell jokes with you, that understands where you're coming from. And I think exactly. that if I could say any best part out of being diagnosed with diabetes, like that would be the best part is the, the people that I can now connect with and bond with through this thing that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Right.
1: Agreed. A hundred percent.
0: Are there any questions, Julia, that you hear from like, that you've been asked from people that didn't know you had diabetes. Oh, here, let me ask this one since we're getting close to the holidays. Julia, can a diabetic eat that?
1: Um, probably. (laughs) (laughs) the question that I want to counter with is do I want to deal with eating that is it worth it for me to deal with eating that how much do I really want to eat this to make it worth it like if I'm going into the Thanksgiving meal for example like we have Thanksgiving coming up and then other holidays after and I'm going into that meal and like I'm already a 200 which is like getting high I'm going to question like how much potatoes I put on my plate, how much biscuits I'm not going to stop myself if I want it. But like, for me, I know if I'm already going into the meal and I'm high, it's going to be even harder to deal with those foods. So that's how I personally approach it. But the simple answer is that people with diabetes, they can eat anything. They just need to know how they have to personally manage it to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, that's, I'm going to use that. <laughs> That's a great response. And I think before I was diagnosed I, I don't know if like this is just a Mexican thing but like it's okay. rude if you don't try a little bit of everything.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So like I always filled my plate or I would have a second plate because I had to make sure I tried everything. But now I'm like okay, I want to try only the things that I want to try. Like I'm not going to eat this thing because you know, our neighbor brought it like good for them. Right. But like, I don't want to eat it. <laughs> but like, I'm very picky about what I put on my plate. So, I'm, you know, I'm very selective mm-hmm. now because for that same reason, like I'm not going to eat right. our neighbor's really crappy pecan pie because it, I know it's going to make me spike or it's going to make me go a lot higher than I want to go that I'm comfortable with going. Um, And so, yeah, you have to be kind of selective, but yes. People with diabetes, whatever type they have, like they can eat whatever they want. And also they know what they can eat or what they want to eat. Like you don't have to tell someone like, don't be a food police, especially during the holidays. Like let us enjoy our foods. It's most of the times they're foods that like, we don't eat all the time anyways. Like I don't just go around eating yeah. pumpkin, like, all the damn time. So like, let right. me have it, it
1: Yeah, that's another really good point. I think like if we ate, like we typically do during the holidays all the time, then yeah, it it might be a problem, but it would be a problem for people without diabetes too. Cause no one should be eating like it's a holiday every day, but for people with diabetes, it's just more obvious because like we just talked about, we're literally acting like our own organ. So that data is right in front of us all the time and we're the ones having to deal with it. So I'm sure I would never wish diabetes on anyone, but if they like had to go through it for a day and like see what actually goes on, they wouldn't want to deal with certain things either, you know, and they wouldn't want anyone asking them if they could eat that either. Julia, if
0: someone wants to learn more about you or learn more about type one and your story with
1: it, where can they find you? Oh, that's a good question. Um well, I am a children's book author and illustrator. So if you'd like to learn more about my book series Rosie becomes a warrior, you can do so at rosie the t1d warrior.com. I've also written a lot about my own type 1 diabetes experience over the years for different publications. You can find that online at my personal portfolio, which is missjflare.com. That's spelled M I S S J F l-a-r dot (laughs) c-o-m
0: well thank you and thanks for joining us again thank you that was so fun if this episode was helpful please share it with your mom your friend your neighbor everyone help me spread this word as far as possible because we can all use a friend that gets us and that's there for us Thanks for listening and I'll see you next episode.